Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Are you ready to build your small scale life? Happy New Year's, lifers. What a start to the new year. Can we return it and get a refund? Seriously, these are strange times we live in these days. Pressing forward into 2021, we're starting the new year off right. Bada boom, bada bing, here we go. Rock and roll in this 183rd podcast episode. We are talking about gardening, urban homesteading, and future homesteading plans with Hannah from the Wisconsin Homestead Podcast. She is awesome. Loved having her on the show. Loved it. Hannah and her husband, AJ, are fellow travelers in the homesteading space. Like us, Hannah and AJ are living close to their parents. Well, we used to live closer to our parents, but they're living close to their parents in an urban area in an effort to live healthier lives and break those patterns of American consumption lifestyle. They started gardening, growing fruit trees, and making things from scratch. They've branched off huh, to document their story on the Wisconsin Homestead podcast and the Wisconsin Homestead Instagram page. Of course, this has led to some interesting adventures and entanglements along the way. For example, you might not be a true urban homesteader until the police come to your house to investigate your yard. Hmm, what you got going on there, Hannah? For all of us that long to have a little more land and a lot more freedom, this podcast episode should bring a smile to your face and inspire you to try. It is not too late to start breaking free, and you'll hear how tomatoes are indeed the gateway to gardening and to freedom. If you want to start developing your vision for your future, take a listen to our podcast episode titled How to Dream Big, Set Goals, and Take Steps to Achieve Them on SmallScaleLife.com. Julie and I have used this technique to get Eagles Ridge. It's amazing how it all worked out, really. Now, before we start our podcast, we've got to do the Hall of Heroes. Of course, we. what is this? It is hard to start a bad day when you start your day with gratitude. And we start all of our podcasts now with our intentionally practicing gratitude. We're recognizing some folks who've been active in our lives, been active on small-scale life, and helped us on our journey. Of course, we have to thank Hannah, AJ, and Little Jack from the Wisconsin Homestead Podcast. It was great connecting with these folks. And Julie and I are really excited to see where their new homestead is. We wish them the best with the Wisconsin Homestead Podcast. We look forward to collaborating with them in the future. I think we've got a really bright future. They just got good vibes. And we'll talk about that soon. (laughs) I'll be in Green Bay in 2021, and I'm looking forward to meeting them. Of course, we have to thank Mariah, the intuitive energy healer, and her husband, Tim, for having us to to their place again for a very powerful drum wash to bring in the new year. Mariah has been very supportive and helpful, and we've learned a lot about ourselves and our energies through her. She'll be on the Small Scale Life podcast in the the very near future talking about small business, uh, gardening, and also energy healing. So that'll be a very cool, uh, very cool podcast. We also want to thank Trish and Bert at their homestead in Bay City, Wisconsin. We've really enjoyed spending time there and talking about homesteading energies and the old ways with them. We'll have one or both of them on the Small Scale Life podcast to talk about all things Leon in the near future. 
then you too will know what I'm talking about when I say freaking Leon. Then we have to thank Matt and Savannah for meeting with us at the Drum Wash. It was great talking with them about some very cool topics in the old ways as well. And most importantly, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for being part of our small-scale life in 2020, 2021, and earlier years. I mean, we've been doing this for a while, so we're thankful that some of you have been here since the start. Let's learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day together. So what are you grateful for? Maybe you should tell that person or that organization. Give it a try. All right. Do you have a side hustle or business? Some of you have great projects, side hustles, or businesses going on. Perhaps I could learn from you because sometimes I screw these things up. It would be free advertising for your project, side hustle, or idea. Share your story by being on the Small Scale Life podcast. Send a message to me using the Contact Us page on smallscalelife.com. This is your chance to teach us as we continue to learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day. And we've had some great guests talking about their businesses from uh, driving school in Northfield, Minnesota to Red Dragon Herbs and Teas to Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher talking about uh, homesteading and, and their podcast business. It's been really fun to talk about these things, and I'm looking forward to having some more conversations in the near future. Now, let's get on to this podcast. I've talked enough. So let's talk about urban homesteading with Hannah from the Wisconsin Homestead Podcast. We had a great conversation with her. It was fantastic. And it was so much fun to compare notes, talk about where we've been and where we're going in the future with people like Hannah and AJ who get it, right? It's fun when you find somebody of a like mindset and you can just, it's like so comfortable and you can just talk for hours. This will be the first part of a two-episode series with Hannah. In this one, we'll talk about homesteading, and in the next one, we'll talk about wellness. And they're really a lot of fun, really good topics. Uh, Julie and I just enjoyed every minute uh, of this podcast. It was a really good time. So now, I'm going to go away, and we'll let you listen to Urban Homesteading with Hannah from the Wisconsin Homestead Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. We're really excited to have you on, Hannah. Why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you and what makes you tick? Absolutely. Hey, everybody. I'm always really awkward with these intros, so just <laughs> pardon that. Um, yes, my name is Hannah Famry of the Wisconsin Homestead. We've named ourselves. Um, so I live in the Green Bay, Wisconsin area with my husband, AJ, and our son, Jack, who's one years old, and our cat, Michael. So he's very important part of the fam. Um, but yeah, we are, I guess, urban homesteaders, if you'd like to put a name or a title on that. And um, really recently gotten into you know, gardening at home and making things by hand and just really learning more about where everything comes from that we're consuming, whether that's in our bodies or buying you know, products and just trying to be more mindful and um, learn something new every day. So that's kind of kind of us in a nutshell, I guess, if that works. <laughs> Almost sounds like learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day. I like the sound of that. That's right. Yes. Oh, and that other voice is lovely Jules. Welcome to the show, baby. Hi, everybody. I'm glad she's back on. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun today. We're going to be talking all about homesteading and mindset and maybe a little keto and your podcast. So it's going to be a lot of fun and we are so excited. So how did we find the Wisconsin Homestead podcast, babes? Well, I was just sure. looking for some new podcasts to listen to, and I think I was just in the iTunes app, 
and was just, I just searched homesteading and your podcast came up. So I started listening to you and I'm like, oh, Wisconsin, perfect, (laughs) as we are starting to build our Wisconsin homestead. So I started listening to you guys and I just think you're adorable and it sounded, I just told Tom, I said, you have to listen to them because they sound like they have some similar mindset practices to us and, you know, are, are kind of on a, a similar trajectory to us. Right. And for all of you tuning in on YouTube, I'm actually looking to my right, your left, because Jules is sitting right over there. And since she doesn't want to be on camera today, I'm going to be the only glorious image from the Small Scale Life duo, <laughs> power <laughs> duo here. So, and as a longtime listeners of Small Scale Life podcast will know that everything great, I have to blame Jules. Again, I blame you for finding them. So, you know, I blame you, dear. <laughs> Welcome to our life. <laughs> Welcome to our crazy show. Yeah. So the other thing is you've got a great Instagram page, really been enjoying your posts. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later when we talk a little bit about mindset. <clears throat> yes. Mm-hmm. There's some funny stuff on there that I just went, what? And you went, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll, everybody go sub their, their podcast and then also go sub their Instagram and grow that thing because uh, this will be a lot of fun. So yes, fellow travelers, we are all on the journey of building a homestead here. We just came from the urban homestead thing. We left Minneapolis this summer. Now we're in an apartment, our third floor castle in the sky that you can see in the background here. You guys are in the urban area. So what do you got? Tell us about your homestead a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Well, you're, we're coming at you live from my basically unfinished basement that was finished at one point in time when we moved in, but it was seventies, like shag carpet, wood paneling. I mean, when we looked at this house, it's, it's a mile away from my in-laws. So AJ's parents. And that was great. But then when we came in and toured it, I was just like, absolutely not. This basement is freaking horrible. Like I love the backyards pretty big, you know, for being in like an urban area. Um, I like a lot of the things upstairs. It's fine. But this basement, no. So yeah, we were looking at another, um, not homestead, another house and the backyard was so small. And AJ was like, I just, it's a night. I mean, it's landscape nice, but I'm not going to have any room to grow anything. And like, so we kind of were talking about that um, when we were looking for a house to buy, but really, I don't know. It's just been such an interesting evolution of us wanting to homestead because it's never something I thought about really. Like my mom grew up on a farm and I like, didn't really want to go visit the farm. I was like, it smells like pigs and cows out there. It smells like poop. I don't really care. I'm a city girl, like to all my cousins walking in the the Christmas. I'm like, I live in the city. And granted, I'm from Iowa. So it's like, how big of a city can you really be from? But, you know, compared to that, it was it was big. And I'm like, I'm meant to be in New York. I'm meant to be in L.A. doing acting or whatever. And I had a lot of goals. And they're great. I mean, I love theater. But um, I just, you know, more recently, AJ and I, like I would say the past two years, but from the time we bought this house, um, we've really just talked a lot about what we want our actual future to look like mm-hmm. instead of just blindly like, okay, now we're, you know, graduating high school. Now we go to college. Now we move to a big city and we party and we travel and all those things are awesome. Like, I'm glad we did them, but we just sat down and we're like, we don't have to live the same kind of life that we always thought we were going to, you know, like we can have more property and more land. Of course, this is after we buy our like quarter of an acre <laughs> now that's not big, but we're like, you know what, this will be great. Um, with our one-year-old AJ's mom watches Jack. So it's, it just like, logistically works out really well right now. And we're kind of like practicing here. We planted a bunch of trees. So we have like 10 fruit trees. Um, they're small. And mm-hmm. we got one cherry. There you go. Hey. So, hey. I was so shocked. The trees are tiny. I was like, 
how do we have a cherry already? It just seemed really out of place, but it was cool. It was exciting. Um, So yeah, we have a quarter acre, um, a pretty small house, just very modest, like in the middle of the middle of De Pere, Wisconsin. Um, And then we have our raised beds that AJ built with compost pile, a couple other random, you know, raspberry bushes and stuff that my grandparents like uprooted at their place and gave to us. And so we're just nice doing what we can with the little space that we have in preparation for the future. <laughs> well, that's how it is. And, and yeah. you start somewhere, you know, and, um, our gateway was gardening. Well, mine was down in Illinois and we had, I don't know, was that a quarter acre down there? Maybe a third acre. Yeah. And we yeah. had the old beige prairie palace out there and then we rented. So I built gardens. When we moved back up to Minnesota, I, we, okay. we rented and I, we were there for a few years and I actually built a garden when I probably shouldn't have, but gardening was the gateway and uh, yeah. tested a whole bunch of things. And then we moved into Julie's parents' house, which was Minneapolis lot. So very small lot, maple trees, roots. It was mm-hmm. a bear. So we, I actually experimented with wicking beds last year and this year. Okay. And then we decided to move, and then it's just like, oh my gosh. So now we're starting from scratch again, which is fine. Yeah. But we, we were on a similar path, and we didn't have fruit trees. We talked about it, but then we were like, we're in that transition mode. And I know you've talked about that too, where you're like, yeah. Okay, like your basement probably, you're like, well, we could finish this off, but what is it going to look like? We're only going to be here for just like a little bit longer. Exactly. Do we want to put $10,000 into this and get it done? I totally feel that. I literally have nightmares. Some nights I wake up in the middle of the night, like, should we finish the basement? What (laughs) should we do about this? And AJ's like, okay, you, you need to meditate on that. Cause if you're waking up in the middle of the night about that, Mm. like you need help. (laughs) Yeah. And that, and that kind of brings us back to this summer where we, we had done a big project. When was that? 2017. To, yeah, when to, we first bought the house. Because we only had two bedrooms. So we added a, a bedroom, magically showed up in the basement somehow. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. I know, it just it just appeared. We just it just happened. So, like, so you we, guys are lucky. That's cool. Yeah. So we did yeah, all this no work kidding. and um <laughs> we did all this work on it. I uh, know I might have to clip that. But anyway, <laughs> we did all that work on it and um uh, where was I going with that? But but it was like, okay, how much do you want to spend in it? You know, and and we tore down the whole ceiling because it was this old janky acoustical ceiling. So this is where I'm going with it. And just just it bear with in your me. basement. So, you said, yeah. Right? So we tore this all down. In the summer, our realtor came in and said, and we didn't have. You know, it looked cool. It looked industrial. You know, painted joists and everything. But then the yeah. realtor came in and said, to sell this, you're going to have to finish that, or it's not going to count for finished space. So that new uh. bedroom in there, it's not going to count for finished space. The living room, not going to count for finished space, and that's really going to impact the value of our house. So that's a mini, yeah. may, might be a Minneapolis thing. So it's something to think about as you're moving forward. That was kind of the point of all that. Yeah. Absolutely. And just looking at what return on investment is too. And mm-hmm. if it's, if it makes sense. Right. Um, but yeah, that was something we did not realize. You have to have a finished ceiling and a finished floor mm-hmm. for it to count as finished space. Right. Right. No dirt floors and you have to actually have a finished top. Amazing. Yeah. And that's we had like drop ceiling in our basement, but it was it was disgusting. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was so stained. I was I pulled one of the tiles down, or tiles. It was like styrofoam, and literally a pan, a baking pan, flew <laughs> out and like hit me in the head. It was all rusty, <laughs> and somebody just popped it up there because one of the pipes like oh, didn't, yeah. you know, was leaking. Oh I was like, no. Okay, so clearly I need to investigate and see what else is hiding. There was a flashlight, and <laughs> and I agree. Like it's it's kind of exposed now, but. We 
we thought, wouldn't that be cool if we like spray painted it, you know, all and it would look more industrial. But yeah, then I'm sure we can't count it as finished. Space. I, w- I would just, cu- I would talk to your real- a realtor or somebody yeah. in the know and find out just what local codes are. It might be different over there. I mean, Minneapolis is Minneapolis. So uh, right. they've got a pretty good, you know, they're pretty strict on such things. So um, yeah. yeah, and that's just. That was our summer then is working on that and taking part of our house so or taking all the mm-hmm. stuff out of our house and getting it ready to sell. But it worked out, and here we are. So, That's um, awesome. And moving onward. So, yeah, gardening, really good. How many raised beds do you have over there? Um, we have three, and uh, I okay. don't know the size because AJ okay. built them when I was busy with like a three-month-old inside. I'm like, all right, you hurry up out there and build those. But, yeah, we have three pretty bit decent size, I think. Good, good. So, and no livestock, right? No livestock, no chickens, no, no that's rabbits. one of those other things where, like, we looked into the codes, like, we could have chickens, but I'm like, I don't really want to do all that here. Like, I kind of just want to wait. Yeah, wait on that. Plus, I think you you asked me ahead of time or like made one of those questions about neighbors and do you have any like interactions with the neighbors? <laughs> yeah, how's your I'm neighbor situation? <laughs> well, I'm wondering if you all have some neighbor stories too, if that's where that came from, from being in Minneapolis. <laughs> actually, we do you have any right offhand? Our neighbors were actually pretty yeah. pretty cool. They were all into gardening and stuff. But uh, yeah, we we heard a little bit of your podcast about your uh, your your neighbors. I think I think the one neighbors in St. Louis Park they were young professionals. Like one was an attorney or something. I always got the feeling that's like oh that they weird. were looking at us like we yeah, were nuts because they had this nice two story and a deck out there, and here's this weird guy out there in the back wild corner doing stuff with green beans on a stepladder. I had green beans go up into a tree one year and I'm up in a stepladder cool. picking beans. I know, right? <laughs> but um, the other neighbors, we had known them, my sister's good friend, they were from high school. So it's like, you know, it was no big deal. We haven't had any right. big problems with neighbors. Yeah. 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 And I honestly, like, it surprised me that we had issues. It really did because I just didn't think, like I know our backyard doesn't look typical because we Mm -hmm. do have a lot of wood chips, but it's not that bizarre. It's not like we have junk sitting everywhere. We don't even have any junk sitting out. You know, It's just the stuff we're doing with the garden. And it's funny too, because I thought it was one neighbor that called and I was like, I'm so confused. Like we're friends. We always talk when we're outside. We have a good relationship. And then our other neighbor, we just built a fence because we're too close to them. So we've just built a fence on the one side of the um the property which i mean he probably loves it because we had no privacy so we built that fence but the inspector was like well it wasn't those neighbors but i can't tell you who it was so i'm like that leaves this guy or this guy and i guarantee now it was the one that i didn't think it was because again he's like behind our lot so their house isn't that close and i'm like how can you even see what we're doing because there's trees in between but i know it was him because i was shoveling our wood chips one day to even them out and you i don't know if you guys do much or have done much with wood chips but that can be such a beast like shoveling and oh yeah so much more effort than you thought i'm like okay shit (laughs) (laughs) so long um but i was shoveling one day and then he like called me over through the fence and so i walk over there and like you know, Jack was napping and I'm like, I am on, it's this crunch time for me. I have like one hour to do this and I have to go in. Then after that, I have my baby monitor on my, my pants. And (laughs) so he was talking to me. And then first of all, he's like, well, I was recently exposed to COVID. I was like, then why did you call me? Yeah. (laughs) Right. What's the point? First of all, like, no, that's not okay. And then he's like, yeah. So I, I don't really like wood chips as I'm like shoveling wood chips. And I was like, 
okay, that's good to know that you don't really like wood chips. And I don't know how even then I, I brought it up about the inspector coming. Cause I wanted him to know that the city came and that we're all good. And so I'm like, Oh yeah, that's funny. Like someone called the city on us. <laughs> give him this look. And, wonder who that could be. and so I didn't, you know, I'm not going to confront him. So I tried to just subtly lay it in there and I'm like, and yeah, like we're all up to code. There's no issues with our, our wood chips. And then he was like, well, what is the code? What are the rules? I said, I don't know, but they said that we're fine. So it was just really awkward and it made me feel so insecure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I know I don't have the typical lawn, but like we're doing stuff here that you can actually eat and we're actually utilizing our, our space for something instead of just grass. Which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, which is the way it should be, right? And yes, I'm sure it doesn't look like some of the homesteads I've seen like out West that were like jungles, you know, the goji berries went. Yeah. Food they, forest. Yeah. Food forest. <laughs> Mosquito or, forest or yeah. Or literally Don't. like shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, homesteaders have their little homestead piles and it's uh they have their own little things, you know. But anyway, um yeah, it's amazing how people can get their their uh, feathers ruffles and undies in a twist. Um, with our new yeah. with our new neighborhood, I think we're going to be good. Uh, we all have. I know. She's, we hope. We hope. <laughs> we got two acre lots and uh, a little less than two acres, and yep. everybody seems pretty chill. So that's good. You know. Awesome. Um, you know, everybody's got nice places, and of course, I'm looking at putting the garden in the front yard. So that should be kind of interesting. Nobody that else is doing so that. Cool. So yeah. So and we want to put some fruit trees in and some other things. So we're gonna be right out there. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm just so excited for you guys. So yeah. you, you said you're building. Yep. 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 It's raw land, and we really never considered that. We always figured it would be that we'd buy an existing structure and. We just, we found this land and we fell in love with it. And we're like, well, I guess, why the hell not? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were looking at fixer-upper type situations. And it was the, it was a struggle between, do we get land? Do we get water? You know, what do we do? And how do you afford water? Because if you get something on a river or lake, it's chances are you're getting a postage stamp. And you're going to be less than a quarter acre they're going to be right up alongside you. How are you going to do what you want to do? And uh, we just, again, great things happen because of you. You, She's <laughs> like, ah, let's think about that a little bit. And then, voila, here we are. And so how did you find the property? And I'm so sorry if you've talked about this before. I haven't listened to all of your episodes. I'm just going to be honest. And yeah. I want to know. I want you to tell me. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, so... We've been looking, uh, before we bought our place in North Minneapolis, we were living in St. Louis Park, and we were really getting the itch to move to, well, I was really getting, I've been, I've had the itch for a long time, and uh, we were looking at it. Uh, City with, Girl was slowly catching up. Yeah. That sounds exactly like AJ and I. He lists summaries like, we should just move right now. I'm like, okay, we just need to like, like really look and really <laughs> see what's out there, and it needs to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we spent about five years looking. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, and... You know, it was a question of when you have infinite number of choices, it can be really hard to come up with a place. And, you know, we went through all this. Do I want land? You know, do do we want land? Do we want water? And where do we want to go? And because I work for the Federal Railroad Administration, I can work inside two counties in Wisconsin. I can work almost up in St. Cloud. I can live almost down in Owatonna, Faribault, Minnesota. So we could, we've wow. got a huge 
footprint, as long as we're 70 miles away from the Minneapolis, we can live anywhere. So where do you want to go? And that just opens up a whole can of, oh my gosh, I have no idea. But we knew, we started to figure it out, and we said we really like water. We started looking at places with water and found out it's super expensive. And then we were looking at um, rivers, because moving water... Not all water is the same. You could be on a swamp. That's not as good as a sand bottom lake that's really clear or even a river that's really clear versus a murky, slow-moving, yucky, toxic pond, you know, or toxic (laughs) river. And You don't want that? No. So so we were actually looking at um, Menominee, Minnesota, or Wisconsin, and then we really fell in love with the Apple River Basin or Apple River Valley and uh, in St. Croix County. And... um, we went and looked at both uh, river valleys, and we we decided it was Apple River. That was just it. Really got us. So we started concentrating on there, and then just it it was kind of fate. Yeah. Did you have to pounce really fast with the market? Like, how was that? How did well, that it work? was funny because this the the property that we bought had been sitting vacant yeah. for years, mm-hmm. and really? but with um, with COVID and everything happening in Minneapolis, people are just moving out in CXS. droves to Western Wisconsin right now, and oh. so it they actually there was another offer coming in when we put our offer in, and then all the other properties that were for sale around that one all sold within the matter of a month. So right. oh my God. so it right. everything is just very um very hot right now with yeah. with property. Yeah, and so we're moving into a small subdivision. It's not like in the middle of nowhere. So mm-hmm. that was kind of, you know, that question about where do you want to end up? Do you want to be in a suburb type situation or like on the fringe or way out in the boons? Um, cause there's challenges and advantages to each, you know, right. and sure. we ended up kind of back in a subdivision. It's kind of a subdivision with a rural flair to it. Don't you think? How, yeah. Is that how yeah. You it, it? And I would call it like a fringe city. Yeah. Um, fringe so it's, suburb. it's rural, but yeah. you know, you're within 15 minutes or 20 minutes of getting to New Richmond. Yeah. Like or even Stillwater. Stillwater. Yeah, so, so yeah. we can be, get across the bridge back into Minnesota. That's awesome. So it's the best of both, both worlds, I think. And, um, you know, it was amazing. And, and we've talked to a couple of the neighbors now, and they were like, yeah, we even looked at putting an offer on it. But it was, uh, you know, that hill, that wow. slope is, yeah. And, and we're like, yeah, we loved it. Yeah. Gotta yeah, do it, it was great. So how about you guys, Hannah? What are, what are you looking for? Oh, man. Well, you have your dream criteria, but then you see the price tag on <laughs> yeah. it. So. And then there's reality. Yeah. It's always like, so, so this says we can afford this much house. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know if I quite want to go all the way up to the very tippy top unless it is like perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some, you know, there's some negotiables. There's some non-negotiables. I think the the number one that it's like a, some properties that we found that are, you know, in our distance range, which for us, we want to be like within 30 minutes of either of our jobs. Yeah. Um, because, you know, AJ works here in De Pere, but his parents live here too. So we're like, okay, childcare, we can drop them off. That's on the way. Like I work at the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay, mm. and that's, you know, hop on the highway from multiple directions you can get there. So we're like, okay, we have also have a pretty big radius then too. You know, there's, that's what I love about Wisconsin. It feels like even if you are living near a big-ish city, like Green Bay, third largest, um, you can still have a lot of good rural options that are not that far. So that's 
promising. But the, the thing is, I feel like all the properties that we're looking at that have everything are just by like a lot of monocropping. And we mm. just don't want to be like jammed right in between, you know, just with sure. runoff and chemicals. So that's been tough because we found some great places that fit everything else, like have outbuildings. That would be so great to already have some outbuildings. But yeah. again, not a necessity. Um, AJ really wants some woods, mm-hmm. loves some woods. I mean, water would be great, but we haven't, we're not as far along in the process as you guys. So we haven't like really priced it out. AJ's always sending us like my, um, his dad and I like million dollar homes. He's like, so dad, <laughs> you want to buy this and we can like live there. So, so it's, it's tough. And, and same with us or same as you guys, um, with us, like with an existing house or not, we still don't really know because I feel like the the places that have the amount of land that we would hope for, I mean, AJ wants like 10 acres, but you know, we'll see, we're looking at everything just to kind of compare and see what things cost. Um, but the places that have all the acreage have like a super old house. And I'm like, no. I just, not that I care about age necessarily, but I'm like, I don't want something that I have to like demo and repair everything just to live there. Like, right. It's exhausting because there's so much else that you have to do with planting. And if there are outbuildings or not in a chicken coop and yeah, I'm, you guys, you guys know you're, you're in the totally. thick of it too. Yeah. Well, it's only a half an hour on, or an hour on hometown, right? They get it all done in an hour. They demo, <laughs> they get it all rebuilt. It's all tongue and groove and custom everything. And it's awesome. Just oh yeah. That should be easy, right? right? Just easy. <laughs> totally. They make it look so easy. We just need to have, you know, the, the, the dude. Uh, carpenter, yeah, the guy living yes. with us, <laughs> big dude, Ben. Y- yes, yes, and you know, there's some really pretty spots out there with the rolling hills, like Luxembourg or Denmark, or some of those yes. areas around Green Bay are really pretty. It's like, whoa. or even Torshano or the UP. It's like, mm, yeah. I know. Well, and one thing too, like with me working in higher education, of course, that's my thing, like school district, because Mm. AJ um, went to De Pere High School. And, you know, I think that's a great school district, but ah, it's the taxes. They're so much higher. So there are some more rural places in De Pere, but you definitely pay for it. So there's a lot of great school districts and I'm not, not concerned about that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was in, in some of our criteria, definitely water, uh, more rolling uh, landscape. We lived in Illinois and, you know, when we opened up the door, I could see Iowa, you know, because it's yes. so flat there and we're in Chicago. <laughs> but uh, we want a little something and whether it yeah. had woods or not, yeah, we'll make that happen. But as a gardener mm-hmm. then or building a house or whatever, we'd have to clear it. That was the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it just worked out real nice. A little so, of both is yeah. ideal. And that's what we got. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. You guys must be just so excited. Like, I can't imagine the feeling after you've been looking for so long and planning and learning so much. Yeah. And I think that things just really lined up with Danny and Savannah leaving and just, it was kind of like, okay, what do you want to do? And then things started to go crazy with COVID and the chaos. And it was just, it was time. Yeah. It was time. Mm -hmm. Timing wasn't right five years ago, but it definitely feels right. So yeah, we're yeah. we're super excited. Exactly. Totally. That's awesome. I know I get a little bit intimidated when AJ and I were really seriously talking about it this summer because he was just chomping at the bit like, I want our property now. Let's move now. Why not? And it just overwhelms me a little bit because I am excited for it. And I know that's what we're going to end up doing. Like we're talking about it. We're, we're taking all the steps, saving money, whatever, redoing things at the house. But it's hard to like imagine such a big change. I'm just so used to my routine now that it's it's hard to imagine actually doing it, although I know it will happen. But I'm much more, I just need more time. AJ is much more of like a, 
just go for it. <laughs> is there is there one thing that uh, is going to be like, this is it, aha, this is aha moment or that moment where you say we've got to this, we got to get this. This is it. Oh, I don't know because for me it's like a certain number in the bank that I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. then I'll feel like if we have find the yeah. thing, then we can jump on it. But it's always the money that worries me. I'm always always such a saver and like again waking up in the middle of the night like I need to transfer money to savings <laughs> so that's that's me I mean for AJ I think I don't know he's he just has so many things that he wants and it is more like hey we can afford it it's okay we'll so I'm it sure work. he'll be the one to find the property and then I'll have to be convinced that it's the one <laughs> but I don't know I feel like we'll have the feeling though once once we find it and, and see it in person yeah you will yeah that that was kind of what happened for us it was just like yep this is it Yep. Now is the time. We'll do it. What was the final thing that sealed it for us? What? The eagles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we have a lot of eagles that fly over the, that part of the Apple River, and it's like, yeah, totally cool. We need to get that this spot. That is so, so cool. Yeah. Yep. The eagles were speaking to us. That's why we call it Eagles Ridge, <laughs> right? That's that's totally it. The eagles led us there. So um, very cool. So that's that's awesome. I, I we're looking forward to hearing your story too and following it and see how this all works out. I think it's going to be really yeah. cool. So and it's funny too. I just feel like we have so much in common with yeah. you. Is I'm so glad you reached out and asked me. Well, as soon as I got that message, I was like, "Oh shit, really? Like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. I've never been interviewed before." But it's cool that you guys have been doing your podcast for so long mm. and really documenting the journey. I mean, that's why we finally decided to just start the Instagram and start the podcast. At first, I felt like who are we to do this? You know, we're mm-hmm. like living in the middle of the city. Can I even call this a homestead? But it's like, no, <laughs> you you totally can. You're doing all the things that consist of homesteading and it doesn't matter the size of property you have. And you have to just have confidence and go with it and document the journey. And it'll be a cool thing to look back on, you know, that look where we started and everything we went through and finally got our property one of these days. <laughs> yeah. And I can completely appreciate where you're coming from with that because I I think I literally said the exact same thing. And we were talking with um, Nicole Sauce, who yeah. does Living Free in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just said, she said, homesteading is not a location. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. And that that was a light bulb for me. Like, okay, yeah, that's true. It's it's what we're trying to do with our life. It's It's not necessarily... The, the location or um, what this looks like. It's just what we're, exactly. what we make it. Right. But I think, um, I mean, did you feel like a real big time homesteader in North Minneapolis with three wicking beds over on our garden beds over on the side? Um, well, you're the gardener for the most part. <laughs> so I, uh, I don't really, you know, yeah. it's for me, it's more like the, the prepping of food and the mm-hmm. budgeting and the um, eating uh, whole, clean food. You know, it, that, that, it's that mindset for me, not necessarily totally like having this big spread spread yeah. garden yeah. and, and all the not, yeah. not buying into this constantly needing to buy more stuff mm-hmm. to fill this void it's like feeling fulfillment from doing these little things that you really not you can't do all of them everywhere we've talked about it before with composting like i don't know what that would look like in an apartment because we have a huge ass pile in our yard that <laughs> you might not have room for but yeah just finding enjoyment and doing things by hand and actually making something and i feel like covid has helped more people come to that conclusion even if they weren't into it before but like you have nowhere to go like you may as well 
do something like with your hands instead of just staring at a screen and buying something else. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. and you have that ownership of actually making yeah. something or, you know, like making bread even, you know, that's kind of a lost art that not just go over and buy it. It's a buck over at whatever store and yeah. but making it, there's something to that, you know, there's getting your hands dirty in the dirt and watching that seed grow into a bean plant and picking the beans and making dilly beans or something, you know, there's something to that. There's, there's real, it makes it that much better, you know? It's exciting. And it's an excitement. I think that it like continues day after day instead of the excitement that wears off after you buy something and then it's old like a week later, you know, it's every day in the summer, like going out and seeing, Oh my God, look at these, these strawberries were not here yesterday. That is so (laughs) cool. And then just getting to pick them and have a fresh snack instead of, okay, I have to buy it at the store and they're out of season and whatever. It's just, it's so fulfilling. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you a sense of accomplishment versus, Mm -hmm you know, a sense of regret for buying one more thing that you didn't need because yes. I am a total reformed um, shopaholic. So, uh, that is so cool. yeah, yeah, it was, I spent a lot of years trying to find happiness in, in things and it was, uh, it was a great wake up call to, to realize that was never going to happen. Yeah, and, yeah, and absolutely. Julie, um, getting into the minimalists and also budgeting <laughs> and that kind of thing it's 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 been a game changer. It's been been fun. We've done a few minimal minimalism podcasts and stuff, and those have uh, those have gone well. And uh, cool, you know, we do have a lot of shows. Uh, I think some of it was just kind of as part of finding your voice. So we really. We got into Homestead, then we kind of went away from it. We're back into it. So it's, uh, you know, we've talked about a lot of different topics, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, it's kind of just evolving it's a journey. as we go along. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know when we first started recording too, like we'd recorded for a couple months and never posted anything. And then by the time we were like considering it, we're like, this is old news now. But that's why we're like, you know what? We're just going to post as we go. Whatever we're going through at the time, we're going to talk about it. If it's not related to homesteading, that's fine. But we just, you know, you're authentically doing what you're doing and talking about it. And I'm like, I do not want to feel boxed in just because our name has homestead in it, that we have Mm -hmm. to only talk about stuff in the garden. And there's a lot more that you could talk about. Oh yeah. Well, and you can fall into the trap also of trying to be the perfect homesteader Oh yeah. and, and it becoming like, Oh, I'm going to have the perfect homesteading blog and Instagram account. And, and then it's just, it's just another variation on trying to have, all the, All the shit things. that you don't need and, right? and yes. the perfect Instagram feed. and. But I got to tell you, I, the, the people in the homesteading movement or back to the land movement or whatever you want to call it, there are really some really great people. Yeah, sure, there's always a few that are like, eh. but there's some really great people. We've met so many cool people in Ohio, Wisconsin, all over Minnesota, just Colorado, yes. Wyoming, just some really cool people out there. And, and as you start to do this podcast, they'll come to you. The, they're going to come, you know, right. and uh, they're really good folks. And, and especially with what you all talk about and how you talk about it, uh, you're going to fit into a lot of groups real good, really well. There's some really cool people out there. So I totally agree. And it's funny because I used to have a personal Instagram and so did AJ. And then we just deactivated those. The feeling that I get, and I still try and not be on there too much because it's easy to get lost and oh, scrolling yeah. and looking at things and researching. But I just, the feeling I get when I'm on the Homestead account because I'm following other homesteaders, it's like I get so much inspiration. Like I didn't even think to do that. That's so cool. Like I follow a couple of girls 
girls that are just really good at, at baking sourdough. And I'm seeing them from when they started till now and just getting inspiration from them. And, oh, I want to make a loaf now too, instead of my personal account that I love following people I know, like, tr- you know, from childhood or wherever, but it's just the, what am I doing? I just, I'm like, I don't feel like this is real. I felt like everywhere I was going, when I was going to take a picture, the intent was like, well, I need to get the shot for Instagram. It's mm-hmm. not like, taking a photo for the memory's sake. And it just, right. I was not liking that about myself. I'm like, this is just so fake and I can't. So I had to fully delete it. It's all or nothing for me with the personal account. I feel like I'm much, I have a better, I have a healthier relationship with Instagram now that it's all about homesteading. A better sound. Yeah. That's good. Totally get that. Do you have any last words? I mean, we'll let you go so you can get on with your night. Absolutely. Yeah. I am so happy to meet both of you. Yeah. I'm sorry AJ wasn't here, but tending to the child and he's a little bit more quiet than I am. So I'll get him on one of these days though. (laughs) Absolutely. So any last words, anything, where can we find you? Yes. Just the Wisconsin homestead. That's Instagram and podcasts. I don't even know all the platforms we're on and podcasting, honestly, with our, our um, stats that we get, there's all these random places, but Apple and probably other places too. That's where to find us and shoot us a message. If you want to talk about anything homesteading related, I've met, Obviously, Tom and Julie here, and it's nice. been cool to make connections. So, yeah, I really recommend it, and uh, we'll we'll be happy to have you back on anytime. I mean, you're a fun person to talk to, and we enjoyed it every minute of it. Absolutely, yay! So are you guys too? I cannot wait to hear more about your journey as you guys move, and I just I want to be you in the future. So I can't <laughs> wait to watch watch your journey unfold and take some tips. <laughs> well, we might not do everything right, but at least you'll learn what not to do. Absolutely. That's a valuable lesson. That's right. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Hannah. It was so great meeting you. Yeah. So great to talk to you guys, too. Take care. Bye. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. This has been a production of Small Scale Life Media. Cops is filled on location. All subjects are innocent until proven guilty. Depeer, Wisconsin. Oh, hey there. Yeah, uh, this is Officer McGillicuddy here. Yeah, I, I got a complaint here about your yard there, guy. And uh, apparently, uh, you know, there's some things going on in the backyard there that I got to go check out there. You know, someone was, uh, you know, saying that you got the wood chips and there's too many wood chips back there. And I got to go check it out there, guy. Oh, oh, there they are, over there. Well, I don't see what the problem is. I mean, it's just the wood chips, and it's okay. I mean, you know, we got to check out these things. We get a call at the office, and, you know, uh, that's how it is. So, uh, yeah, that's all I needed to do there. Yeah, you got the wood chips there. They're over there. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you keep her moving, and uh, watch out for them deers. Wear your seatbelt, and uh, I'll be seeing you real soon. This is uh, Officer McGillicuddy. We'll see you later, guy there. See ya. Bye. Say hi to your mom.